What's up, family? Welcome to another episode of Rappers in My Backyard, the podcast that stays lit. We rap about relationships, music, and entertainment. Thanks so much for tuning in, and I hope you had a great week and even a better day today. Our topic today that we're going to be rapping about is truth. And on the grill, we will be throwing females in hip-hop then and now. And you know I like laying the groundwork of every show in conversation with a quote. So here it goes. When it comes to crowning the family matriarch, only one quality is clearly necessary. An un deniable desire. And that comes from Pinterest and that sets us up nicely to talk, express, relate, connect with our special guest, Sugar T is in the backyard. What's up, Sugar T? Hey, what's cracking? Hey, (laughs) what's cracking with you, queen? You know what it is, just keeping moving through the movement. (laughs) Yeah, I know that's right. So before we even get beginning to talk, I just want to tell you how beautiful you look in your crown. And what's up with your crown? And you got it on today. Tell us what that crown represents to you. Right, thank you. You know, it's a rapidemic. So representing the rapidemic, you know, it's a movement. So the movement, you know, I'm just here to make sure that I stake my my uh, my crown in the game, making sure people are are clear, you know, of um, of the participation of helping, you know, create the avenue for the ladies of today and making a stamp in the hip hop world. So, you know, sometimes it's not always fair how it's being addressed, you know, from different outlets. So I said, I'm just going to crown myself and not just from a level of a hip hop movement, but, you know, from so many different angles and hoping to inspire other women to, you know, not let uh, others identify them. Right, right. And you know what, right now it's inspiring me because, you know, every day as women, we get up and we got challenge after challenge. And just seeing you right now in your crown is reminding me that I must always wear mine as well, no matter what it is that I encounter. So thank you for that motivation to kick us off today. So what you been up to, busy lady? Tell us what you've been up to. Um, oh, shoot. Uh, I'll try, try to put it in a nutshell. You know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, just keeping the moving, running the enterprise, you know, um, trying to make sure that I enjoy every element of being a woman, you know, mm-hmm. handling my, you know, my lineage and, and making sure that they are a part of my life and we don't miss out on too much. And yes, give them all that I'm supposed to give them. You know how that goes. You know, that's what we're here for. We're here to breed and teach as women. So, you know, just um, giving all I can. And of course, I have a world of adopted kids. So, and sisters and brothers and just Mm -hmm. being able to be an inspiration while, you know, continuing to keep my step in the game, working on the 20th album, The Rapidemic and 
you know, making sure that that album and that conversation, you know, is a movement, hopefully, of change where all voices in female hip hop could be heard and we could change the narrative to what hip hop has became. You know what I mean? Yes, yes. And we need that narrative. And speaking about Queen and, and speaking about matriarch, you are a part of the first family of rap trap in the Bay being that you were the matriarch, the lead lady, the head boss involved with the click movement. Tell us how all of that came together and also add to that the history of how you got into the game from the beginning. Okay. <laughs> That's kind of a long story. It's been 36 years, um, uh, you know, Music was a part of my life. I grew up in church, so we grew up with a church from my grandfather and my grandmother and learned instruments and led the choir. And that started at five years old in a church playing drums and playing the piano and playing guitars and, you know, just building up the musical element in the church and being a part of the choir and trains, you know, to sing in front of as a leader is early in front of the crowd. So um, so that was my beginning stamp. And of course, um, mm -hmm. in between time, you know, just experience the music world and business world all together. Um, and of course, you know, being a family member of brothers, because as you know, the first family of rap, the clique is myself, my brother, E40, my brother D shot and my cousin be legit. So just really being able to, you know, experience the life experience, the good, the bad, the ugly, in music, out of the music, in community, in the hood, in every angle where, you know, you come together as a and do things and build and take away and grow and <laughs> and um and come to a place of music and music being another common ground for us. So um, putting a stamp in the trap game from the beginning, you know, um, has been a as a trailblazer um, and seeing many, many others follow that same uh, path. And um, and up to date, you know, here's 36 years later um, of movies, music, um, producing and coached as a record label. You know, myself, I was coached as a record label and ran as a record label for many yeah. years. So you know, of course, eventually branching into having my record label as a sister support and um, and continuously just writing music and producing music and um, performing and, you know, and using music as a platform to provide information and hope to, to you know, issue out some some change as a matriarch because some things. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And because of starting the thing that I really like about your whole get down is that it started from family and that's an element that we are really lacking right now, that element of family. So to start that out as your, with your family, you know, you guys had a lot of time to learn and help grow one another, which is very different than when you're just out here on your as a female artist yourself trying to navigate your way through the business. You know, that's why I was so excited to have you on the show because you had the opportunity to be well supported without having to deal, in, to deal with the rest of the game that goes with that. If you were just out there as a female trying to get tracks and trying to get people to show you how to get into this business. 
Um, well, you know, at the beginning, of course, you know, I was coached by my aunts. You know, okay. In the church, you know, then it wasn't purposely. It was like, look, it's your turn to sing. I'm sick of singing. <laughs> you <know? laughs> your turn. You get, no, 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 let, let's get her. No, I'm sick of singing, you know. That's right. Um, and of course, you know, it was by, you know, by desperation, we learned instruments. Oh, okay. Yeah, the musician didn't show up. We had to make it happen. We had to get on the drums and figure it out. You know what I mean? Yes. So, you know, it wasn't uh, in any way spoon fed. Um, I was on the block. You know, we, we, um, you know, in terms of wrapped on the corner, I didn't come in the game with my brothers. Um, Okay. They didn't sing in the church. (laughs) I did. (laughs) Um, So, you know, I kind of had different experiences. And then at the beginning of, before I, came and founded hip hop, I was protected, don't get me wrong, from mm-hmm. my sister. You know what I mean? So, but the beginning I actually the producer that we ended up working with was the I worked with him before he knew my brothers and before they even knew I worked with him. And before okay. he worked with all of us. So um so I did have to, you know, experience a little bit, but it definitely was helpful to be, you know, ganged up and come into it with an understanding of how to produce and run a machine that mm-hmm. didn't put out on a lot of things, even to a point where I didn't work with them all the time. Um, nothing was spoon fed to me. Matter of fact, I purposely stepped away to make sure that I was clear on my path, you mm-hmm. know, after 16 long years of success, platinums and golds and, you know, dealing with certain things. And I kind of, you know, what they say, jumped off the nest, you know yes. what I mean? So, you know, in that space, you get your own mindset. You start kind of realizing that you might have some different desires at that time. You know, there may be some different priorities as a woman. You have to tend to your family. You have to Mm -hmm. tend to, you got to go home and cook and clean and wash, you know, or you can guarantee you're going to lose your man and you're going (laughs) to, you know, your house is going to be filthy and everybody don't want any maid in their house. And, you know, I didn't want nannies raising my kids and I didn't want my mom raising my kids. Yeah. or nobody else raising my kids. I had them to raise them myself. So there was definitely a difference because it's a difference from men and women's responsibility. So I had to pull out responsibility as a woman, you know, and when I did get free, you know, my mother was at the airport. And as soon as I roll up, the the boys can do whatever they want. I have to get, you can't come get your kids. (laughs) You know what (laughs) I mean? So (laughs) it was, it was a different little setup. You know, I still had to deal with reality and, um, you know, and at different times, stepping away from the game because of that seed of understanding, you know, uh-huh. and being a professional and understanding that's what it really was about, you know, and because of my time was valuable. It's like I can't yeah. be out here just hanging out with y'all after so long. It's like I got to get back home to my kids, you know. Yeah. I get one shot at this. So that was really what, you know, what made me be a no nonsense person was, you know, the fact that I have to get back to the reality and never really got to escape that by choice. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. You know, and I kind of stepped off the plane of the field of understanding already the game. I'm like, I got that packed down. Hip hop is easy. Running a machine is easy. This, that is easy. I need to go get some education. I need to see if I got other skills to use just in case this ain't my calling. I don't want to be stuck in the world just only being known as a rapper. I only get one chance to raise my kids. And shortly after, when they became adults, I became a grandmother. So, you know, I had to experience some of the trauma and drama that a lot of the artists had to, but only because I was multifaceted and developed different streams of income and opportunities for myself and, you know, have more to bring to the table than just the basics. You know, it it allowed me to have a little bit more uh, leeway. 
Yeah. And speaking of that, I want to get into some of these many things that you have going on that you're just juggling and maintaining and making just great work for us that want to learn more about this game called hip hop and being an artist. Let's talk about your Sprinkle Me School of Music. I mean, I think that is an amazing idea and a necessary tool. How did you come up with that and what was your inspiration behind it? Well, um, I started off with Sprinkle Me School of Music and Vision. Okay. And, yeah, and then I felt the overlay of it should be Sprinkle Me Learning Academy. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's a, definitely a training tool that you know, it's necessary. I, I'm an educator. I love to teach and share and information when it's available to people. I think when they know better, they can do better. And it's yes. added, you know, added value for people to get straight to the point of something they're trying to pursue. So the Sprinkle Me Learning Academy has a, you know, a segment that is based around music and vision. Um, very minimum. It's a focus. Mine is it's more so a focus of coaching, development, training, and exploration. So, you know, everywhere from cooking a uh, your sweet potato pie, you know what I mean, to <laughs> to entrepreneurship, to, um, you know, professional development, to uh, coaching to win, training coaches and mentors, to staff development um, alongside of, we do have a Women's Working Academy, uh, Entrepreneurship, Visionary and Creators Academy. So, you know, it's a well-rounded experience in the school and, you know, having the ability to, to share the information and provide, you know, extra elements that's necessary to get us straight to the point. Um, started that in like 2015 and mm -hmm. it's been, you know, been a great tool, you know, and especially during the pandemic. Being able oh, to, you know, my goodness. Yes, because yeah. it's more than the courses that you offer on there. It's about the strength that you are lending to the people that you teach, how important it is for them to have their own unique voice, you know, because all of those courses from getting to know the business and learning about artist development, it's just learning about how to be in charge of your own business you know, the nucleus of all of that is about being able to get that special project called you in, in, in tune to be able to receive the opportunities once they present themselves. Absolutely. So that's <laughs> that's what I really loved about it. You know, I was just sitting there looking at the courses and I was just saying a lot of the young artists right now being that the record company is not the same way the record company was back in the day. They're not providing any artist development. They're just taking these young artists, in my opinion, without that being something that they offer and just throwing it up against the wall and sort of seeing what sticks. Right. Well, you know, honestly, um, I, I'm not an advocate to, you know, for artists. I think we're, artists are over oversaturated. Yeah, um, I'm more of an advocate for leaders. Yes, you know, people who want to be more than just an artist. I just think mm -hmm. it's so oversaturated and it's such a distraction. I mean, if we don't get a handle on this, then we're not going to have any doctors and lawyers and teachers and yes. <laughs> people uh, that can care of us when we get older. And 
you know, and then this that star mentality is just really unhealthy. Everybody wants to be a star. Everybody wants yeah. to be keen. Everybody. So it's just I'm not con- I'm definitely not contributing to that. Um, I serve uh, organizations and um, groups. So mm-hmm. I, um, we have lots of information for reentry um, for the prison um, um, movement in terms of, you know, intervention prevention. We have you know, information uh, for, like I said, staff development, professional development, just really teaching how to people how to transition and keep growing because yes. that's what, you know, professional development is about. Mm-hmm. And we have other stuff that we're not, that's not visible on the site because they okay. can't get into them all the time. They're available for our other clients through mm-hmm. uh, you know, for our training division. So, um, so I just, I'm, I'm just really not only focusing on, on talent in terms of artistry. Artist right. development is probably one of the last things that I enjoy doing, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, unless they pay me, you know, a significant amount of money because we pay into our, 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 um, our brands and, you know, and they need to, you know, they need to learn how to invest in themselves and, um, and it makes them appreciate, you know, more so when somebody does by them paying for something. Um, yes. There's too much of an entitlement of a mentality, which is a part of the rapidemic. That's the part of my album. That's why I called it the rapidemic because it is a rapidemic. Everybody wants to rap. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> I'm just like so sick of rappers. <laughs> Do we all have to rap? I mean, I don't like to rap. I have, I, I enjoy and do it doggone good. 20 albums over there. Uh-huh. Of course, I have albums that are singing albums. Movies uh-huh. albums. I have to balance it out. I can't just bang up my head with just one conversation like that all the mm-hmm. time in the same format. Um, it's just not healthy for me. And right. I don't think it's healthy for any of the viewers. I think that's a lot of why we have a lot of oppressed communities. While while we're the behind generation of uh, and, and genre of people who are not growing, you know, limited finances. Why you know there's just uh, broken and uh, traumatical outcomes from us modeling behind, you know, of this industry and running behind and chasing the carrot. Yes. Um, you know what I mean? Unfortunately, it's not the record labels. Um, it's not their job to do, you know, artist development. It's not their job to, I think that was a blessing that they did. You know, yeah. it's our job to, you know, to take care of ourselves. And too many people get in the game, you know, and think they got it under control and know everything. And most of them don't even want to hear you when you do try to share information yep. with them. So, I'm I'm not really in it for that. Um, I'm in it for just the the balance of people learning more than just that. And as far as the musical and and creative classes that I do have, they're really um, just h- helping people understand the do's and the don'ts. Yes. More so, just to kind of keep them a little balanced, so they don't get beat up too bad, you know. And so they can kind of have an opportunity to utilize that artist development experience, like you said, mm-hmm. but, through, you know, but for the purpose of not saying, Oh, I'm developing you. Cause you're about to be a big star. <laughs> it's like, wait, <laughs> we got plenty of stars. Uh, Trust me. It's, it's, it's like, you know, you get a lot done behind the scenes. So, you know, yes. uh, a great place to be, to have a balance here. And that's, that's what I like about the, the sprinkle me learning Academy because you know, you get a well-rounded experience, you know. Yes, you do. <laughs> Thank you. And you it. get an opportunity too to know your lane. So y'all make sure y'all check out the Sprinkle Me School of Music with the online courses and all sorts of things for discovering who you truly are and your voice and the momentum to keep on going despite every in any circumstance. 
And you know, Sprinkle Me is my favorite song. I sprinkle myself daily in the morning. And I love the fact that you also have a wellness brand. So talk to me about Sprinkle Me and how I can sprinkle myself with all the wellness and love that you are offering in this brand. Okay, I'm gonna have to hook you up, girl. Well, you know, I got <laughs> I got the work it working well health as well uh, cafe. Okay, um, it's a part of the you know health. It's an online workout platform and health health as well platform is to you know help people be healthy and find mm-hmm. a place that they can you know depend on or go in and out of and create a cafe for themselves in the school health as well mm-hmm. cafe. I'll give you um, definitely will give you a scholarship. And um, and I also actually have a workout program. It's going to be starting every Wednesday. It'll be live where we'll be doing a live uh, work it well uh, workout. <laughs> it's a dance. I need workout. a membership to that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make sure I'll let you know. <laughs> yeah, sure. let me know. I will definitely come and join you guys on Wednesdays. I'm serious. Okay. Okay. I'll be looking for you. All right. Okay. We're start. We're gonna start uh, not this Wednesday, but the Wednesday after again for this. Okay. Piece. But that is the you know the working cafe. So we have all different type of pieces that goes with work. You know the work the working brand. Um, mm-hmm. You know what I mean. And then of course um, we also have the sprinkle me um, sprinkle me that business sprinkle me boutique where we have a multiple slew of products, fragrance, beauty products, and wellness spa. So um, we have oils, fragrances, we got spa products, we got lipstick, lipstick. Ah. vegan vegan lipstick. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah, healthy lipsticks. We got um, all different types of products, you know, in the cafe. So people can, I mean, to the store, so people can go to sprinkleme.biz and check out the productions that we create in-house. And also we produce products for other people as well. So we're able to keep that thing going. And the rapidemic gets back to, you know, to our wellness. Um, I think uh, we need the balance in society. Yeah. And, you know, rap is, is turned into a pandemic, you know, and that's the purpose of rapidemic. Um, mm-hmm. the, the whole movement is about enlightening people and getting them to think and reprogram themselves and get back balance because um, we got to get a handle on this or at least sow the seed and make it aware that there's yeah. a problem. <laughs> yeah, and there's definitely a problem. And I think that that sets us up nicely, Sugar Tea, to go to the grill. Let's go to the grill. Let the flames go ahead and blow and burn up the place. Let's get it. Ah, there is nobody I would love better than you to talk about this particular thing we got on the grill today. Females in hip-hop then and now. I want to talk to you about how we had to get in the game, some of the challenges we had back then versus now. Those challenges seem, they're still challenges, but they're a lot different than the core challenges that kind of occurred, I know, when I was coming up in the game. So I felt with 20 albums, matriarch, queen, you know what I'm saying? And really taking your gift and just multiplying it in so many ways through your beautiful voice would be the best person to have this conversation with. So you ready to go, sugar tea? Yes, ma'am. Yes, queen. <laughs> in this. So All right. I'm going to sprinkle some of my, this is my new sprinkle me good. It's Ooh. Spicy sauce. It's 
brand new for the season. So I'm gonna sprinkle this on it first. Okay, sprinkle on that, bar on that barbecue grill. All you right, taste on it. They can find that now, seasonal brand for yes, um, indeed. Is. Um, thank you. You know, um, you saying your question is. Well, the discussion that I want to throw on the grill is females in hip hop then and now. Yeah, so now. let's kick off then. When mm -hmm. I got first got in the game, Sugar T, I know you came in, you didn't come in with your brothers and all of that. You came in through the church. Me, when I came into this game called hip hop, it was all about you had to get with a clique of guys and you be the one female in that clique. Mm -hmm. And, right. you know, that was kind of rough for us because I know it was rough for me because it was like a dichotomy in reference to how I was perceived. Yeah. You know, I couldn't just go in there as an artist and just do my craft and use my voice. You know, I always had to be concerned about other things besides just doing my artistry. You know what I mean? I always had to basically make sure the guys was okay, had to deal with the other stuff they bring to the party. You know what I'm saying? Which is, you know, the loose women and the undeniable different other things that took place. Yes. And, uh, you know, I brought my mom to the studio with me when I recorded. And so they used to tease me about that. Oh, you ain't got to bring your mom to the studio session and this, that. In, in the other, but it just seemed like at a certain hour, everybody switched from my brother to possibly wanting to be my lover, you know? And so I just want to talk about and set the scene for our audience, sort of how, what it was then, and then we can kick it to what it is now. Just out of me and your eyes, just sister to sister, queen to queen. Yeah. So... How, what was your interpretation of then? You know, that's a good um, a good point. Um, so definitely I I came into hip hop with my brothers. I just, mm -hmm. I just started off as a singer. So Studio Tone was working on a singing album with me with another lady, which was my best friend. Mm -hmm. who, um, and then me and the best friend, I got pregnant. Excuse me. I moved and okay. eventually... Um, I had another best friend and we came in the game as females. Mm -hmm. in we made biker season. My brother adopted me into, we were like a posse MVP. Okay. Most vicious performers. So it was all these people, neighborhood, I was like family and family. And I was the only female, like you said. <laughs> so we had like, so we were split up in groups, but the female, we weren't necessarily in that posse in terms of the group of the click yet we were biker season sugar and spice okay we made a song called biker season sugar and spice but what happened is i got pregnant and then she got pregnant and wow so she went a different direction so um we still friends but she went a different direction i wanted to continue to do it because i'm like shoot we just started having fun i might as well i can get away from my kids and go hang out you know <laughs> That was my whole thing. Right. Like, coming in, it was all fun to me. And then eventually I got put to work. You know, it was told, okay, here go the paperwork. You need to go get this contract. You need to go, you know, so I ended up getting put to work, which was great because that's what taught me how to run the machine. But 
I eventually was adopted and basically founded the clique and mm-hmm. they pulled me in and was like, okay, I got you. You come with us. You know, that way they can protect me. Right. Like said, they can run me and boy, did they protect me. Woo. Yeah. Oh my God. And then they, <laughs> so that I can learn and be with them, which was the best thing to do mm-hmm. instead of being out there loose. So I did, well, I was very blessed to come in the game protected, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Um, from the gate. That was that was really a great opportunity. So I really didn't have a lot. I, I had guys that was around sneaking, trying to get to me. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But my brothers was like, nigga, you bet not touch my sister, nigga. I see you looking at my sister, nigga. Don't be looking at her like, don't even look at her like that. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. <laughs> they wasn't playing around, okay? Yes. So whatever I had to do was to a point where I couldn't stand them. I'm like, can I kick it? Y'all all having fun? Y'all at the strip club over here doing this and y'all doing that? And I'm bored. Can I have fun too? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was so annoyed with them. But it got to a point where I'm so appreciative because I would have been a wild animal out there. Okay? Yeah. So that was what helped tame me. And I'm sure I was like meat too anybody that I would have come across, but they literally blocked me from everybody, even to a point where now I think people are afraid to work with me today, like right yeah. now, you know, they don't even fool with me, you know what I mean? Because I guess, because I'm not a benefit, they can't sleep with me, I don't smoke weed, I don't hang out, you know, it's like, yeah. what could I do? Nothing, you know, and they also know they can't play with me neither, because it could be some possible problems, you know what I right. mean? Right, they but don't want to get clicked up and clicked right. out. <laughs> Right, you know, so that's really a hard place to be. So yeah. I, I, I experienced in that way, you know, I experienced a lot of, you know, a lot of biasness and bullying and, you know, blockage and, you know, because of that, as well as because of, you know, um, the change, as you had spoke about in mm-hmm. my conversation through the years, you know, um, at the beginning, you know, the conversation is cool, you know, to talk about, you know, kicking in sex, money, alcohol, drugs, violence, you know, stripping, banging out, boom, boom, whatever it is, you know, all that, what, nigga, what, what, you know, right. it's cool at the beginning when you're young like that, but I outgrew that very quickly because mm-hmm. I didn't want to go home talking to my kids like that, you know what yeah. I mean? And I don't want my kids having to hear that music all day long after I realized the content, you know, and how it could really, you know, hip, you know, the mentality can sow into your spirit and you can become that and start a whole nother energy out there for yourself. And the energy it brought to me was, okay, when they gone, it's just me. So let me, you know, let me get some things in my space that make sense at the end of the day, because the men can go out there and, you know, they can lead the kids with their baby mama. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? The woman, you need to go home and get your kids in order, you know, and that's the bottom line. When they can go run around, you you home. Otherwise, you know, it's not the same. Not saying that it's a male, you know, I'm not looking at it as also biased. Men don't have responsibility too. That's not right. I'm saying saying there's no touch like a mother's touch. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. No feeling like a mother feeling like she raised her own kids, period. You know, it's not a good feeling to feel like somebody, unless they just have to. If you're not sick, if you ain't on drugs, if you're not, you know, in a position where if you can raise your own kids, we need to be raising them. You yes. Know? So that's real talk. You feel me? So that's the difference. Um, so for me, for back in the day, as you stated, then and that now, um, everybody, I think it's different from for everybody's click. Mm-hmm. My click was, I stepped off the off the bird cage, um, but I seen the change in the female um, transition. You know, yes, we did. We had our groups with one female, mm-hmm. um, but they also let us shine by ourselves too. 
Yes. Um, they didn't force us to have to have any type of specific brand. We just represent whatever we was. You know what I mean? Yes. And it wasn't that we had to, you know, we was able to be us, period. Yeah. And, and conditioning of the community wasn't about, oh, you know, now if, you know, they're not sounding like the new artists, then they're not relevant. You know, it wasn't like, you know, they were more, it wasn't conditioned like it is now. Now they're, it's, it's, the programming is so different. Yes. You know, and it changed somewhere around 2000, where, you know, 2002, 2004, that's where, you know, Somebody got a little, I think maybe male chauvinist or somebody had a different agenda and start making it seem like you had to be endorsed by a man. You know what I mean? Yes. And I believe it was, it, I'm almost thinking it started with Nicki Minaj. So mm-hmm. when she came out, I heard her by herself and she was smashing. She didn't need yes. nobody to hold it down for her. But the men came behind and I almost am thinking that they did this on purpose, you know, to put us under control. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? As females. And all of a sudden now everybody's endorsing her. And the next thing you know, everybody think it's about a feature now. You know, yeah. this is in terms of the female, for female hip hop. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's not the same for men, even though it takes an endorsement and they do the same thing similar to the men, but the older men don't have to suffer as bad as the older woman in this game. Yes. You know, so it's like they kind of put it where there had to be a endorsement of a male. And then somebody got naked and they found out that, you know, the naked people on the reality shows that they can create a brand and sell the product, you know, quicker, which was genius. Yes, it was. You know, that was for that person that was able to be a stripper and tell everybody, oh, I'm a brand now and, you know, and build it up. Then everybody started all of a sudden want to take their clothes off like her. Yes. So then all of a sudden, everybody, either you endorse, you got to be endorsed or you got to be a stripper. So, you know, that's the difference is now it's like they are trying they're trying to block the other brands and mm-hmm. condition. They've conditioned society and, pro- and made a pro- created a programming that makes it look like the females have to be endorsed by a man or the and it's the truth because people are falling into that. You know, it's conditioning. It's called classic, classical conditioning, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you're you're influenced by what's around you. So through these years, they've made it this way and they don't seem to want to fix it because not only for the sake of this mindset has come where now all these females is copying off of the one that got naked first. Yes. Now all of a sudden, you know, they're competitive. They want to show they got a body too. You know, now they fix it on their bodies and trying to add butts and this and that. And that's cool, but everybody's trying to follow this same mentality of wanting to, you know, show off their body and think that's the way to get successful. It yeah. didn't make it no easier that the new generation come behind them and don't want to work hard. So at the end of the day, that's just another excuse to not have to take your time and work like we all had to you know what I mean in terms of you know being able to you know to gravitate to working hard and sacrifices so now they want the quick lick so they want to go and run to the strip club or you know run and get naked and you know I ain't mad at them for that you know that's they thing, but that's not the only thing we are so my whole point is is they want to they're blocking us with other conversations and they're not opening up the lane for us and supporting us and got nerve to tell us that we need to be like them when they're doing an old thing that we did 
1984 at the end of the day, in 86 and in the 90s. Yes. They're not recreating anything. They're just doing what we did. But the difference is they're running it to the ground now and they're blocking the other conversations. They're not allowing, not the artists, but the industry elements, the media, the men that, that are older that know they should be supporting us, they won't. You yes. know, the ones that got scared and lost leadership ability and are not mature yet to see that we need a balance, you know? Mm-hmm. So they got scared. Oh, we got to work with the youngest. We got to work so we can keep going. No, you don't have to work with the youngest. You already got a brand and you got a machine. Stop being scared. There's too many other ways to make money too. It's a, sometimes you got to be in a mindset that's like, oh my God, it's just the right thing to do, <laughs> you know? But I get it, you know, because they are kind of, immature obviously because Mm -hmm. maturity will make them say oh my god do i want my granddaughter (laughs) to think this is the only way to be successful is by taking off their clothes or talking smack and put her in situations of danger like many others have become Mm -hmm. in different situations of danger because of this you know trying to live up to this mentality you know the getting shot in the foots and the you know the 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 the, the getting ran out of the crip world and the this and that because of different decisions that they're making you know based around them you know still growing up and 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 being able it's okay to still grow up but they're putting them in these positions and not really giving them the other side of the story and later they got to look at themselves and they're the ones that's going to have to suffer from it and live like that and you know and, and not even enjoy their success at the end of the day no nope. so you know what i mean so it's different because now you got a different you got you got, everybody's got their hand in the pot and want to have their own agendas and you know they've carved it to just only be one-sided and it needs balance and that's yes. the difference also it's easier let me tell the positive it's much easier because you know you can definitely you know present yourself online thank god for that you know so even if you're being blocked you can still get some stuff done you know when back in the day you know if you you know you only have one outlet so yeah, you know, it was really doomed if the machine didn't mess with you. You know what yeah. I mean? But you know, now that there's other tools out here that we have access to, as long as we learn them, then we could bring some sort of a presence. In, but you know, I wouldn't never rely on that being the only presence. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. It would have yeah. to be multiple streams. You know, that has to be done in in a realistic manner, in safe manner. So that that to me is is much of the difference. Yeah. Yeah. You <laughs> let me tell you, I think that we did a world tour on that. But let let me just hit on a couple few things that you said in unison so that when we get off this grill, they'll be able to eat sufficiently because we dropped you dropped a lot of stuff within that. But the the main thing is through all of this is that as a woman, there's certain responsibilities that you have to have for yourself And thank you so much for wearing your crown because that's the first responsibility that you have for yourself as a woman and these beautiful gifts that you've been given. And one of them is that gift between your legs. So my thing is, is that we got to learn that we got to use our head and get back to what it originally what, what it was about, which was expressing your voice in a way that's motivating, respectful, and moving the culture forward. And we got to stay there. And that's why your input is so valuable. That's why everything that you are doing right now is so valuable because we can see that through someone like you. So I just wanted to say, I can't come behind that girl. You seasoned it with your delicious sprinkle me fragrance and we burnt it. And so let's put that fire out. (laughs) My 
mic's going out, my earphones here. <laughs> <laughs> well, girl, thank you for warming up the grill for me. Good job keeping it warm for us. <laughs> and you did a great job seasoning it. So let's get back to it. So how was your experience as an artist translated your voice as a speaker and a coach? So uh, how was it translated as a speaker? How did it go? How did I go into that? You know, that's a good question. Nobody never asked me that. How did I end up doing that? Um, you know, my journey has been very rough. You know, mm -hmm. it's been quite a ride, you know, uh, according to what I just shared earlier about how rough they has made it for artists to survive. Right. I have to create incomes for myself, you know. Um, I definitely, you know, have been put in different positions and it was by choice because I chose to, um, you know, I chose to step off the, off the, I had to do what was right for me at the end of the day. Right. And there was a level of, you know, of growth that I needed to accomplish on my own and a, a level of, um, responsibility to be spiritually, you know, uh, mature, you know, to get my mind right, you know, to become well based around some of the things that I did experience that was traumatical, you know, through mm -hmm. the many years, um, and at that time, you know, it was about making sure that my first, you know, my first responsibility, which was, you know, being a mother and, you know, and enjoying the well-rounded opportunity to be a woman, you know, and right. all that we were created to do here on earth, you know, as a mother earth. So, um, um, so in that, you know, you have to take a lead and it's a sacrifice and people get it twisted. People then got so fake, you know, where... Yeah. They don't see you, you know, smashing and in the public eye every second. And because of all that, you know, the the artists that have basically taken first priority and they've crowned and came now all of a sudden they're the queen of the game and they smothered our brands and taken our SEO and, you know, and the men, you know, and people that could share being selfish and male chauvinist and, you know, things uh, off track or not, you know, balanced or ain't paying attention or greedy, you know, or scared to, yeah. you know, to man up and look out because you might be considered, you know, too, not too, not rough enough for them because you don't want to be super rough because it's not necessary. We should have a voice for everybody in this game. Everybody should have a voice. You know, it yes. should be different types of presentations of hip hop, not just sex, money, alcohol, drugs, violence, stripping and bullying. That is like so played out to me. I'm just not comfortable with only talking about myself all the time. And, you know, and I was forced to get out here and say something. Because if you don't say something, they'll just assume and they'll create your story for you. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? So in that, you know, uh, in the transformation of becoming a transformation um, and life skills expert, survival was of the fittest for me. You know, yeah. I had to survive because they just kind of left me. You know, like, okay, mm -hmm. you thinking you this and that and you da, 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 you want to go get your education, but figure it out. You ain't using your education now. Why you need me? You know, that yeah, kind of yeah. thing. And it was like I got punished. You know, people literally wanted to punish me. And at the time that I did have an opportunity to, you know, get a little bit more support, I just wasn't ready for that. You know, mm -hmm. um, I always thought it would be there for me when I was ready because my time was, this is my time. I'm only going to have this time with my kids. I'm not going to 
see them at 11 again. I'm not going to see them at 12. They're almost out the house at 18. They don't have to be here with me. I need Mm -hmm. to make sure that I give them all I got and I need to make sure they okay. And I know them and they're not going to be sticking their needles in their arms later saying, Oh, my mom ain't being around. So I'm killing myself or I'm, you know, getting high. I'm jumping off this building. You know, I didn't want to live with, you know, people using that against me. Oh, you didn't raise your kids. So, you know, Mm -hmm. people do all kinds of stuff. It doesn't, you know, you know, it don't separate you from dysfunction. It doesn't separate you from certain things just because you deal with the music entertainment industry. So I have to deal with everything that the average woman has had to, you know, explore. I've been through a domestic violence relationship. You've been abused, you know, you get the wrong people, you get vulnerable and in the wrong arms, you know, I've been misjudged, you know, I was underrated, you know, I was beat up because of not wanting to sit in front of the camera all the time. You know, I always felt like I can get back in front when I, when I want to, it's not, yeah. I don't have to sit in front of a camera to feel re- like I'm relevant or important. You know, I'm important right here in my house when I'm cooking some chicken. You know what I mean, girl, or some salmon or, you know, eating something and making sure my kids is here. We watching a movie. That's important to me. That's yes. Yes. You know what I mean? And so it's like because of my leadership ability to make that sacrifice and do the total opposite of what people probably felt like I was going to do, they mm-hmm. would underestimate me, you know, and sometimes just be disrespectful about my calls. They busy trying to get to my brothers and why I'm not smashing with my brothers or why I don't want to. I'm OK. Right. You know, I can do this myself. I'm good. My brother don't have to go home to his kids and be the main, you know, principal parent. I do. Yes. He has a wife, you know, my cousin or all these other men who are moving around a certain way some of the other women that's in front they don't have kids let cardi and all them people run around let let Nicki minaj honey when she get proud when she get uh, a man and get somebody gravitate to her heart and she have a kid she gonna want to sit down somewhere like she doing now too you know what i mean and that's just a woman and we should have that right to become a woman and have a well-rounded life experience without feeling like okay it's over for you now so bye you know it's time yeah. you didn't stop so now you retire and you too old anyway and you need to be like them if you do it's like i need to be like oh these are kids and they doing what we did a long yeah. time ago this ain't new this is not relevant y'all making this relevant yeah. it is relevant to the young generation because they're just now coming in the game they need to be taught their history and y'all are not doing them a just do by allowing the younger to only be the ones in their face they don't need to just hear one message so we got all these you know moving pieces around that's making things rough and i and that experience put me in a position where i'm like you know what i am going to help um i want to reach those who are have been like me you yes. know, rejected because all it took. I'm gonna call you back, baby. I'm on an interview. Okay, you okay? Yeah. Okay. Bye. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Love you too. So I, you know, I want. You see, I answer my kids. You know. Yeah. Think it be going on. I don't want to get off and be like, oh my god, I was on this interview trying to be so focused, and my baby, something happened. You know. So I'm yeah. a real mother. You know, yes. I I like nurture. I like love. I like caring. You know, and most of us are, but. It's not being shown because people mm-hmm. want to be so raw and so I mean, you know they want to be so hard and it's like no it's okay you we hard naturally you know somebody run up on me I'm knocking them out you know it ain't no I don't you don't have to prove nothing to nobody so yeah because of this mindset that has taken precedence and I know you can relate to me girl that's what I mean you gonna yes. But, you know, this mindset that they didn't took precedence of, of like, you know, trying to prove a point and everybody got to be cool. And, you know, and the stuff, it cracks me up because, you know, there's certain words that's being used that we are like savage. I'm like, and I have nothing against the young lady, but savage mm-hmm. is old. That's not new. 
You know what I mean? That's like an old word. We used that years ago. You know, right. you know, so I'm just I'm, I'm a, appeased by how people forgot about where things came from. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden they moved with the hype. But in that movement with the hype and not keeping it 100, they was blocking me out. You know what I mean? Making yeah, it harder yeah. for me to get stuff done when I did want to do music. You know, so when I did want to insert my brand, when I did want to explore, I should have had a right to be a mother, to be a wife, to be this, to be that. Long as I could deliver when I show up and my stuff is raw, I should be able to run my own lane. I shouldn't have to be, oh, you got to be like them now. No, y'all being followers. I'm a leader. Y'all yeah, supposed to be strong yeah. enough to lead too. What are you guys talking about? Be like the kids. Please be like the kids. That's why half of them getting killed now. You know yeah. what I mean? Oh so my like, goodness. So, you know, I mean, I'm just like, I'm sick of it. So, the bottom line is because of this mentality, this was a part of me. I had to walk and figure it out. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to always go begging somebody for help. I didn't want to go to my family and be like, oh, could you help? No, I wanted to make my own way. And if I was in a position, I did not want what came with it. Oh, there they mm-hmm. go again. Because sometimes people can't understand why you're in certain situations. You know what I mean? And yeah. sometimes you got to work with what you got till you get to what you're trying to get to. So to make a long story short, you know, Along the way, there has been a little support from time to time of people who can relate, people Mm -hmm. who did live to look for people that was like me at that moment, rejected ones, you know, people who was pushed to the side, people who just needed to hear something positive, you know, people who know about mistakes and like, okay, I know you done done this and that, but it ain't about that. Let's get you going. Let's just start from here. Because, you know, some people around you don't even want to deal with because they keep you in that box, you know, you know what I mean? Yes. the worst ones are the successful ones. The worst ones are the ones that, you know, that have not, they can't relate to you in your life because they haven't been there, you know, and instead of them wanting to relate so they could learn, mm-hmm. they would rather judge you, you know what I mean? And put you in this box and instead of trying to support you and help you, they would rather want to be correct and deal with you as such. See, I was right now. See, I told you now you're going to listen. That kind of thing. I don't, I didn't want that. So I yeah. went like, around the circle, around the block, on a whole different corner, you know, to try to get to this space. And in that, I found what it takes to build people. And I enjoy building, building people. Leaders get attacked. Yeah. You know, leaders go through hell and back. You know, good, positive leaders, you know, there's a dark energy that fights us, you know, really mm-hmm. bad. You know, they want to shut us up. They want to, don't want us to be a voice, you know, and you have to, and I, I fought all that energy and I, so that's what I do. I get behind leaders and I support them and I love on them. You know, I get behind the ones that fall on the ground and they just need something positive, something to, you know, to get them back aligned and to get them in the right direction as a vision, vision partner. And I had to work everything out myself. I had to learn how to do my own websites. I had to learn how to make my own flaws. I had to learn how to do my own marketing. I had to learn how to, so doing that. <laughs> You know, <laughs> brought I, you to all of that. And girl. you know what, Sugar T, like I said, you've done so many amazing things. Me and you could talk for two hours, but I want to just talk about the caveat of everything and the, you know, that, you know, cause you 20 albums in 30 <laughs> years in the business. Let's just talk about truth, the rapidemic and let them know surely how it came together, where they can find it, and how we can follow your movement, girl. Yes, for sure. 36 years. 1984. Oh. 36 years, 1984 was mm-hmm. the beginning. And um, 
and to up to date, um, you guys can find me at sugar-t. Uh -huh. Sugar tea. If you just put in sugar tea, I will come up on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, um, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Okay. And my website is sugartea.com and it links to every part of me. It links to my enterprise. It links to content information, the new album, Rapidemic, my story somewhat, and uh, other things that you can look for. I have radio shows and media outlets and different places where you can hear these kind of deep, kind of real conversations, yes. um, you know, trying to hope, hoping that we can come away from the shallow element that is worship today um, and hope that you guys can be a part of the Rapidemic. Yes, indeed. We are on board for the rapidemic. So, you know what, Sugar T, I know that you had an interview before me and you've been rocking and rolling all day. And I just wanted to say thank you so much for sharing your wealth of knowledge with us today. We love you. And I wanted to also put another shout out that you're working on your PhD. You are absolutely unstoppable. You are the matriarch and you are the head of the clique. So sprinkle me with that love that you got and that fire that you got inside of you because your voice is magnificent. And like I said, I love everything that you're doing, not for artists in general, but for that product called you, which is me, which is us and how we need to get together and improve ourselves as individuals first so we can see what we can truly do with our lives. So thank you for spending your afternoon with us. We started off with a wonderful quote to set this up. We gonna end it with it and it goes, when it comes to crowning the family matriarch, which sugar tea definitely is, only one quality is clearly necessary, and that is just an undeniable desire. And our guest today is undeniably unstoppable. Thank you so much, you guys, for tuning in to Rappers in My Backyard, the podcast It stays lit. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel and hit that bell. That's how you're going to find out about everything that's going on on the podcast and about exciting guests like we had today. Sugar Tea sprinkled us with some serious nuggets, momentum, motivation, and love. So once again, thank you so much, Sugar Tea, for rocking with us today. We love you and appreciate everything you're doing to push the female in hip hop and in general forward. Thank Let's you. talk, express, relate, connect next week, you guys. I love you and stay with it. Sugar tea, y'all. We out.